today on 2C Vans. <laughs> that was in grad school, so I got to put sat a satellite tag on a sea turtle on the um, trawl boats that we caught turtles, learning about turtles in the uh, like in-water studies up there, um, out Char Charleston Harbor, out, out the channel there. So you would catch a, an adult or a juvenile or a, what, what kind of turtles would you look for? Usually we were catching juvenile loggerheads and so most of those were the ones that we put on and there's there's actually a turtle out there that's named Kristen which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh. Hello and welcome to 2C Fans at Boat Marine Laboratory. I'm Haley Rutger. And I'm Joe Nicholson. Yes, Haley would like for me to sound old today. That's... I will be old. What? <laughs> Hi, Joe. Have you aged a lot? A lot in the last, uh, how long has it been? Two weeks? You went on vacation, huh? Yeah, it was great, actually. Yeah, uh, actually, you sound younger to me, like you've <clears throat> shed a few years. Yeah, uh, it was very relaxing. Went uh, to the north, north of Georgia into the mountains. Are you glad to be back on our ocean coast in Sarasota? I am glad, yes. I it was nice to be away, but it's uh, nice to be back in your own uh, habitat. Yeah, I agree. This is your habitat. Just um, kind of like all the sea creatures. They're glad to be in their own habitat. And I should say this is your podcast for marine science and education here at Moat in Sarasota, Florida. So long. He doesn't like how long my intro is, but let's get on with it. Uh, we have an awesome guest here Very today. awesome guest. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's pick it up here. Here so, we go. can you tell us your name and title, please? Who are you? Hi, I'm Kristen Mazzarella, and I'm a senior biologist at Moat Marine Laboratory um, in the Sea Turtle Conservation and Research Program. So you work in the building down the road. Yep. Across yeah. the street and down the road. Across the street and down the road. Far, far in a away. van down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, down by, by the, the bay. Yeah, by down the by bay. the bay. Down by the bay. She actually often works and has worked down by the bay. Tell us what the program does and how you got involved. <laughs> okay. Well, I started with um, the, the conservation side of the program, and I um, got involved um, basically being a volunteer and intern coordinator, and I was... Um, and we monitored all the nests on the beach uh, for 35 miles in Sarasota and Manatee County. And now I'm um, heading up the research side of the program, which is kind of cool. So I get to take all the data we collected and turn it into publications and ask questions about it, which is super cool. Turn and it into something meaningful for conservation and management of sea turtles. Yep, Yeah. exactly. And, and before you came here, you were doing sea turtles or you were studying sea turtles somewhere else? Elsewhere, yeah. Um, I started studying sea turtles in North Carolina on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And That's I was right. a volunteer and I did lots of stuff. I did strandings, I did nesting, um, rehabilitation and that kind of thing. And then I um, moved to South Carolina for grad school where I got to work for the Department of Natural Resources while I was in grad school and um, work on trawl boats. Work, I also volunteered for the nesting program. So wait, we uh, have we have loggerhead turtles here and some greens uh, and maybe a Kemp's Ridley uh, here and there. Yeah. What, what do they have up in North and South Carolina? North and South Carolina, they have all three of those. And yeah. then they also will occasionally get leatherbacks leather as well. When I first started boys. up there, we had some, we had a couple leatherback nests and we were pretty psyched. Those are the big boys. We've only had one in here ever. Yeah. And, and that thing was gigantic. It, it was. I could not believe. <laughs> she was enormous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. And did are you from North Carolina? No. I'm actually, uh, Where yeah, you born? I'm all over the place. Where I was born in Illinois, in southern oh, Illinois. And okay. then I moved to Connecticut. So I lived in Connecticut for most of my life. So you would and say. And then moved around a lot. I'm from so Connecticut. Probably from basically. Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. 
And you went to school at? I went to UMass Amherst for my undergrad and did biology, animal behavior um, uh, degree. And then I did uh, my master's at College of Charleston in marine biology. Ooh, Charleston, nice. Yeah. Very nice. When did you first get to put a satellite tag on a sea turtle? <laughs> that was in grad school. So I got to put sat a satellite tag on a sea turtle on the um, trawl boats that we caught turtles, learning about turtles in the uh, like in water studies up there, um, out Char Charleston Harbor, out, out the channel there. So you would catch a, an adult or a juvenile or a, what, what kind of turtles would you look for? Usually we were catching juvenile loggerheads. And cool. so most of those were the ones that we put on. And there's, there's actually a turtle out there that's named Kristen, which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, Did you guys name one Blackbeard? Hmm. Because of Charleston Harbor and the, you know, the Outer Banks there. And they yeah. Sent it there. I don't Never? think we did. Joe, it's a huge but. missed opportunity. I know. That's probably a good name for a male turtle, though. Like Blackbeard. Yeah, you should go up there and tell them. Not a little juvenile. You, hey, you, <laughs> you guys in uh, North or in South Carolina, Charleston, doing that sea turtle thing? Yeah. Blackbeard. Take, Blackbeard. take your hint, hint from Joe. Hint. Yep. <laughs> and when you first, so did you first help, like when you were a grad student, you first, did you help put the tag on? Did you get to like stick it on the turtle or what did you get to do it? Well, I got to do um, a, a couple different things. We, we um, when we brought the turtles on board, we were looking at lots of different things about them. So I got to drop blood. I got to measure them. Um, we took some samples from their scutes, um, the, the scales on their back uh, of keratin. And then we also stuck the satellite tags on them. And I really, um, I also, that same project went down to Cape Canaveral and in the Canaveral shipping, shipping channel, we actually tagged a whole bunch of big males now, and cool. we stuck them on. <laughs> so. Has the process for attaching the tags changed over the years or is it relatively the same way? changes a little bit each time so there have there's lots of different ways that people use a lot of people use epoxy um, there's some turtles that will use some kind of harness system but um, we learn a lot from the different ways that we do it so we might modify it and then the other fun part about satellite tagging is that the epoxy that we use continues to go out of um, like production. <laughs> so oh, one of the best epoxies that everybody really liked was one that was actually used in the big dig in Boston. And, you know, there was the collapse. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. epoxy no longer exists. <laughs> but we kind of would have liked to stockpile that because it works really great sticking things on turtles. So but. someone <laughs> needs to patent their own brand of sea turtle tagging epoxy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's just not enough call market, for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All so, those scientists. So other than the fun of trying to get a tag onto a sea turtle's um, carapace. What what are you learning from them? And what are the different kinds of questions you can ask by putting a satellite transmitter on a turtle and tracking them? Oh, well, we can learn where they go. So a lot of the, the information we know about turtles is basically from where humans can get to them, which is on the land. So we know a lot of stuff from the beaches, but that's pretty biased because a good portion of their <laughs> lives, a lot more of their lives is spent in the middle of the ocean. And for us to track them down is kind of tough. So by putting the satellite tags on them, we can kind of see where they're going without having to go out at, into the big old ocean. So we can see what routes they use, like if there's like a turtle highway or something, um, where they like to hang out. Do they all hang out in the same place? Um, and does and then that's helpful because we can look at things like um, management stuff. So are there fisheries that are catching a lot of turtles? And can we tell them like, you know, there's a lot of turtles right here, but if you move just a little bit to the south, if you can still find your fish there, that would be a better place and you wouldn't catch any turtles there. Yeah. I was gonna ask, so. why, is, why is it helpful to know where they're going and all that, but yeah. you just 
Wonderfully <laughs> answered it. And, and nobody's out to catch turtles on purpose because that's illegal, but it's you're talking by catch, like by accident. Yeah, by accident. And they really yeah. don't want to catch turtles because they're a pain in the butt. They're, yeah. It's just not, like, you don't want this big giant turtle caught in your net. It's going to bite you or whack you with their flippers. They're like, pretty powerful. you got to put them back and <laughs> get rid of them. But there so. still are countries that... Um, harvest sea turtles or no sure yeah there's plenty of countries that still harvest sea turtles and harvest sea turtle eggs yes really we're just not one of them Mm. no i mean uh, so here in the u.s and i guess all around the world all the species of sea turtles are either threatened or endangered to our knowledge yes yeah so um by both international and national like there's the u.s endangered species act but there's cites which is um the convention for the international International Trade trade of um, endangered species. Endangered species. Oh, yeah. Oh, good one. We'll have look to up look that up. <laughs> look it up. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you cannot uh, trade elephant uh, tusks. Or, yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Sea turtle parts. You wouldn't want to. Yeah. So, um, sea turtles. There are lots of different questions you could ask, and I think the questions have got to be different a little bit for males and females, right? Somewhat. Um, I mean, we still want to know where the females are going when they're outside there, but the males just, I mean, what, what they do never they come do? To land, they don't right? come to land, yeah. so what do they do in the all the time. I mean, out? obviously, we, we know they're probably trying to intercept females right around now when they're <laughs> when the females are coming to the nesting beaches. But what do they do for the rest of the time? And the females usually they're producing a lot of eggs, so they take a couple years off in between nesting seasons. Mm. So do fem- do males do the same thing? Yeah, they go and hang Not out at the sure. bar. They take yeah. a cu- you mean do they take a couple years go off watch mating? Some sports and yeah, off of mating, or can they produce yeah. sperm to <laughs> every single year? Just yeah, it depends going. on how old they are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's listen. something cool about females. <laughs> the fem- one of the things about sea turtles is that they have negligible senescence, um, or oh. at least we think so. Excuse and me. <laughs> so <laughs> they what? Ne- the females never <laughs> get. They never go through menopause. So they really? can nest and lay eggs till they die. die. Really? Yes. Wow. So, wow. yeah, isn't hey. that exhausting? <laughs> Just to think about that, that's exhausting. So we don't, as far as the males, whether they take a break um, the way the females do um, for a couple of years, we don't know that at all, or do we have a hint for, for the data we have? I don't know. It's uh, So far, the data that we've got is like we don't have that much data to to say yeah so, yeah so don't really know you you actually got to tag a male loggerhead recently um down at the clinic for rehabilitation of wildlife right yes who was that his name is walter and he walter. was named after shirley walter who was the um founder of crow the oh, um, okay. the rehab center so um yeah walter was pretty cool he's a big male and he came in because he was being affected by red tide. Okay. Um, he went through a pretty recently um, designed um, treatment that for red tide patients, and he did really, really well. And so he was able to be released. And um, what was really cool is I saw their post on social media and said, hey, it's another adult male. We don't get these. The last time I tagged one was last year, but before that was 2013. And before that was like 2007. <laughs> so, oh, so it's it's a rare thing. So I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I put a satellite tag on him when he goes? And they're like, cool. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we were pretty psyched and we can watch where he goes now. Um, and 
we we don't have the permit to satellite tag everywhere so any any rehab center like fwc has regulations about these things so well um, and the tags aren't cheap either are they no they're not so, you know, <laughs> so. it'd be nice to tag every turtle in the world so you've got to get the permit you've got to get the funding for the tag which sometimes people sponsor them which is great which is great they're a couple thousand aren't they they are they're probably from uh, from about two grand to probably five grand or more wow so and it depends it's not just the tag that you're paying for you're paying for all the epoxy and stuff that you're putting Mm -hmm. on you're also paying for the um we have to pay for the satellite time so if this guy transmits for two years he's gonna cost a pretty penny (laughs) but we really do like that's i mean that data is worth it and so you tagged um walter with um your friend from the sea turtle conservancy and their their permit right yeah so um, we we don't hold a permit to satellite tag anything that's not from the moat hospital. Um, and so FWC has rules about who can and like who knows how to satellite tag turtles. And so um, yeah, the Sea Turtle Conservancy's Dan Evans has a permit to tag other uh, tag from other rehab facilities. So he helped me out by um, making it possible for us to put the tag that we have on uh, Walter. And then we can still get the information, which is really cool because we share we share data. Um, be, being able to share data and being able to share Walter's track with um, the education, like for the educational purposes on Sea Turtle Conservancy's website, is great. Mm-hmm. Jordan, you have a question. Where can people track Walter? We can track where can, him. Where, on, yeah, okay. what? Where can people track Walter? Where if. I wanted to know where Walter is. <laughs> where, where do is I Walter? go? Where is, where is Walter? <laughs> Walter can be tracked at the Sea Turtle Conservancy's website, which is conserveturtles.org. And you can go to Turtle Tracker and then Active Turtles, and then you just fi- scroll down till you find Walter. And his track uh, shows one point every day. So um, you can look there. We get lots of different points from the turtles, but they're not always super accurate. It just depends on how many satellites are available when he comes to the surface. And of course, he's not coming to the surface that often. Mm-hmm. But when he needs to breathe, he comes to the surface. And then we hope that a satellite tag, the satellite's passing over, and a bunch of them the are. Stars and then have he can to tell align. us. Yeah. 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 So when he gives us a good a good hit, we, we know. So sometimes the points on the, um, the tracking sites are sometimes kind of funny um they're like on land or whatever <laughs> i think we've um filtered out the ones that are really really oh inaccurate God. and so we we usually choose one point to try to represent where he's been so we don't day. think we're, it's not going to look like walter stopped onto the coast and went to a bar or something right yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what is what is the longest uh, any turtle's been tracked is there what are we talking over a year or i think um over actually i was talking to dan and i think they have some hawks bills that have been going for over four years wow. really? which is super cool wow um but uh yeah it depends on the type of turtle though we have some pretty um so i pick some pretty tr- rough species the <laughs> so, <laughs> so loggerheads like to hold like hole up in underneath <laughs> reefs and stuff yeah. like that so they're like i'm gonna get in this hole and boom busting up <laughs> so they're and, busting up the yeah. tags they're breaking the antennas most of the time the the battery life is not the problem it's mostly what the turtle the is going turtle to do to a piece yeah yes. and then um but other turtles have like better like lifestyles where the satellite tag might stay on longer <laughs> so so um, is, do this is an anthropomorphizing question but does the turtle do we know if they mind having something on them like that it's uh, they probably don't even know it's there they may not um i mean they might it's hard to say we we haven't there aren't many studies that have been um 
to figure that out. But there's definitely, like, they scratch on things. So you think maybe they know something's on their back and they want to scratch. And Well, they're, um, they're, they're called scoots? Or what are the scales on their backs called? They're called scoots. Scoots? Yeah. And do they, like, shed? They do, and different turtles kind of shed different ways. But loggerheads, um, the the new scale grows underneath the uh, on all of them. The new scale grows underneath, and loggerheads kind of peel off like little pieces of it. And it's basically keratin, like your fingernail. Mm-hmm. So if your fingernail was peeling, it would sort of peel off like that, where hmm. um, like the top layer kind of peels off. But some turtles, their whole scale kind of comes off in a nice it pops chunk. off. And yeah, <laughs> nice loggerheads are sort of a little yeah. Loggerheads are kind of the rough, yeah. roughnecks of the uh, of the sea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's why things like to attach to them because yeah. they're they've got like this rough shell, so they have almost whole eco- or they do have whole ecosystems on their backs a lot of times. Um, huh. So barnacles and algae and all sorts of little critters living in there. So hmm. it sounds like the just is they may know it's there, but it's not it's not hurting them. We know we wouldn't do that if it was hurting them, and it's. We don't know how much they can sense it. <laughs> right. And we do, uh, we have, um, like, there is a, a paper that we're all, we all look at <laughs> when we satellite tag and make sure that we're not looking. They looked at drag. Mm-hmm. So we definitely don't want to um, cause drag to the turtle. We yeah. don't want them to be entangled in anything. And we don't want um, anything um, to change their behavior. So if it's going to, like, weight them down somewhere or whatever um, and tilt them to one side, we don't want to do that. Well, so. I wouldn't expect so. You know, somebody who cares about turtles is not trying to harm a turtle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so we think about all that when we're putting the satellite tag on. And in addition to that, one, like the epoxy. The epoxy is um, pretty quick setting epoxy. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't want the turtle to have to sit there forever mm-hmm. waiting for it to dry. But, um, but the the faster it sets, the hotter the epoxy. So we also have done some studies on the um, the, heat. the heat of the epoxy and how, how much heat is actually felt through the carapace of the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do look at those at the epoxies and test them before we go and just stick them on a turtle. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to have some internal burning on the turtle yeah. from the uh, heat of the epoxy. Right. But we definitely have turtles that we tagged with satellite tags years and years and years ago that are still living and still, still transmitting. They're, uh, good. they're not necessarily transmitting, transmitting. but the, the tag may have fallen off or we might we might take it off the turtle. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but you know them from their But ID we know them tags. from their ID, from their ID tags. tags. So yeah. if we see them again, we're like, hey, she was a satellite tag turtle. So Have you gotten any, I mean, it's so cool that you can recognize a turtle years after and say, hey, I know you. I mean, have you gotten any really cool results from a satellite tag turtle, either from their tag or from encountering them again later? Like, what's the most fascinating (sighs) information you've... Didn't we have one that nested a whole bunch while it was had, Yeah, we had one that nested, like, eight times. That's super (laughs) cool. Uh, Eight times? Which we didn't know. And that's really good information, because if one turtle nests multiple times, that may look... Nesting numbers might be really as high as um, like several turtles nesting a couple times. So actually, we're if you're looking at nesting numbers, you might overestimate the number of turtles that are out there if you think that they only nest a couple times uh-huh. and they actually nest several. Hmm. So yeah, um, one, one is covering more ground than we thought. <laughs> yes, and so we did have one that was really interesting where she sat, um, she traveled from Casey Key to the Yucatan Peninsula and then she went all of a sudden inland and we're like "Hmm, Hmm. what happened there Hmm. and we were sort of somebody grabbed the turtle turtle and something happened to her and and we ended up getting the tag back 
And really? they mailed it back to us. And um, so we presumed her dead because we, we were like, well, or she's somewhere in some facility or whatever. Huh. Well, um, two years later, we had a turtle coming up on the beach and we're like, oh, there's a green turtle. Um, we're going to go out and try to track her down and see. She didn't have a satellite tag on her, obviously. But when we got out there, we're like, yeah, and she's got tags. And there aren't that many green turtles nesting on this beach yeah. so yeah we're like whoa sh- how did she get tags we look at her and we're like hey it's hey, cassie she's, <laughs> she's alive she's back <laughs> and so we had we you know, were like well all our presumptions out the window i have oh, no idea what happened to her that's but awesome the that's crazy cool. thing is these tags don't float so yeah. if they came off they were taken off or they not got knocked yeah. off and they were gone They're so gone. I, it's just nuts that but we actually sent it to you so they got, got this yeah, yeah that's amazing you no know, and i've seen you guys put these things on but could you kind of walk us through how you actually attach a, how you a, do it. a, yeah. a tag onto a turtle yeah so the first thing that we do is we um take a look at the shell and scrub down the turtle and try to get all the um epibiota that's living that, that on keratin the, all that and stuff. everything the loose keratin or well some of the loose keratin and then all the other little critters that are growing on the shell kind gotcha. of out of the way epibiota um, Joe. epibiota <laughs> living it's on the turtle shell. New, new word of the day. <laughs> Epibiota. Living, living on somebody else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder if I have any Epibiota. You, you might. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, yeah. So after you get rid of the Epibiota. <laughs> <laughs> so then you um, then we're going to try to rough up the shell. Oh, well, at least try to um, clean the shell. So um, we'll clean it with some... Um, denatured alcohol or something to just clean it off and then we'll um put, uh, rough it up so we'll get uh sandpaper and scrape up that shell just so that it has a good attachment going on mm-hmm. and then the next thing we do is we apply the um the epoxy to the shell and or or the tag and squish the tag onto the onto the shell kind of place it where we want it to be and let that epoxy dry which is literally watching Watching, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. super fun. Yeah. And you, um, you have the turtle like either in your hospital or like in a little corral on the beach. Yeah, yeah, either one, depending on where you are. Yeah, so because they'll they'll move around a little bit. So this is not like yeah. like just something that you're you're making art on a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we smooth out the the epoxy, trying to make it nice and smooth and uh, sort of streamlined. Low drag, yeah. Low drag, um, and try to get a good. Um, footprint around it just so that it sticks really well and then the next thing we do um and some people do this and some people don't they put um anti-fouling paint on oh, yeah. which i'm not super fan of because you're putting it on a, a living like animal yeah but we're trying we don't put it on the turtle itself we just only on put the it tag. on the epoxy and on the tag yeah okay. so that um and that basically reduces the amount of time that it'll take for stuff to grow on the the tag and basically mm-hmm. make it impossible for the tag to transmit because the tag uses um two little sensors on the top so when the turtle comes to the surface the sensors sense that they're both dry yeah. and then they and then the tag turns on and that's one way to save the battery because it mm. only goes on when they're both dry but if there's stuff growing on them they think they're wet and if they're mm. both wet then it, that tag yeah, might be performing work. just fine but mm-hmm. it ain't gonna send anything yeah. to us <laughs> uh, yeah so we're trying to keep that from happening and then um basically once they're all done i mean we make sure that he has uh, they have satellite they have um flipper tags and pit tags or like a microchip in them so that we can identify them if the tag falls off uh we like make sure Cassie. the tag's on yeah exactly yeah it looks like her 
So, uh, oh, and then we so, go. So you, then you let him out um, on the beach, or you release him from a boat ever, or is he um, on the beach? Well, when I was on the, the trawls, we, oh, we released yeah. him from the boat. We either uh, lowered him down, or we lowered him down to a um, a smaller boat and took it to a spot to st- to put them out in the water. Are some some of the turtles really like mobile and feisty while you're doing this, or do most of them just kind of chill? <laughs> no, there's definitely the broad range of <laughs> attitudes. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you so got to be careful, yeah. You do. You have to watch out for flippers, and you have to watch out for Jaws. <laughs> we had one called Jaws on our <laughs> He was a really big male, and he did want to bite everybody. So That's we had to stay out of his way. And right. especially with those loggerheads, it, it takes a, a bunch of people to hold one of those suckers. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the adults are really are really big. Like, yep. the there are males that can be from 200 to 400 pounds. Yep. Ooh. And... They, yeah, and, and, they'll push and you right if they want to the go, they, 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 they want to go. <laughs> you know, speaking of going, uh, we didn't really cover fully where the turtles can go. D- can you give us a couple of examples? You said that Yucatan was one of our turtles. Um, yeah. What other places <laughs> have they gone? So one of the coolest things that we did learn was the fact that uh, the turtles that nest on Casey Key, where we um, put the satellite tags out, um, they don't all go to the same place when huh. they're done nesting for oh, the really? season. So they go and forage other places. So we have ones that go to the Bahamas. We have ones that go to the Yucatan, um, up near the Mississippi Delta. Um, We have some that just go to Tampa Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the lazy ones. (laughs) But not necessarily because they might come back every year instead of waiting two or three years. They're so close. So we have one called Wiblet, and she has been tracked multiple times. And she goes to um, Tampa, and she comes back sometimes every year. Really? So she's pretty cool. And then we have ones that go to the Keys, um, ones that go to Cuba. I mean, there's all sorts of places for them to go. So, so all, all over the, you know, the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and we've had, like the males, we've had the males go all the way around to the east coast of Florida and go up and up to Georgia and back, and then we have other males that just go to Tampa and hang there. <laughs> and so we don't really know. Um, but it's kind of neat that they don't all, they might all nest and we see them on Casey Key every couple years, but, um, reliably. And, but then we have ones that just, when they leave, they go to totally different places. They're like, see ya girls, we're, we're heading off. It's like, I don't even know how scientists begin to like divide up the populations into segments (laughs) when they go to so many places. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Crazy. It's jinx. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So do you have any, um. Any future plans with tagging that, you know, you're really excited about? Um, well, I'm, I'm really excited that this year we're probably going to have four more males to add to our population or add yep. to our sample size. So that's going to be a, a sample size of 10, which is not very large, but it's really big for, for this type for of turtles, study. Yeah. And, um, and then the other thing is that we have, over the last 10 years, we've seen an increase in green turtles nesting on our beaches. And so I'm um, excited about satellite tagging some green turtle mamas um, mm-hmm. on our tagging beach and trying to see where they go because um, they eat totally different things than loggerheads so we're not expecting them to go to the same locations that the loggerheads do you told me you had a, a close encounter with one that wasn't quite suitable for tagging but you got this close yes <laughs> yeah i'm super excited because i have two tags this year and i'm dying to put them out but we just haven't encountered them because um greens nest on a sawtooth pattern so this is a low green year we're expecting a high green year next year yeah but yeah this turtle was um 
the one of the turtles we see uh, we've seen a lot this summer is sweet pea who we've already tagged uh, several years ago mm-hmm. and then so i came across this turtle coming out of the water and we we went up to the turtle when she had finished or almost finished laying her eggs and we scanned her for um this microchip and she had a microchip and i was like yes let's go back and i was like yes she's not sweet pea she's somebody from 2014 this is super cool we can tag her somebody new to tag yes so she is a go and we got everything ready we we were really careful because green turtles can spook really easy so we want to make sure she laid her nest because we don't satellite tag turtles that haven't laid um and then she covered and she was very thorough she covered for about three or an hour and a half. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so from about one o'clock till three thirty in the morning, we oh. watched her and waited and waited and waited. <laughs> That's a long time. It, it was. So we're sitting there waiting and then we finally see her heading down to the water. We box her up in the corral that we um, hold her in for the satellite tagging. And I took some fresh water to rinse off her shell and just look at like, where, where am I going to put this? And what do I need to scrub off? And she had a huge gash across her carapace and it was a healed wound, but it was definitely a boat strike that was, um, still, still healing. And so it was crushing to (laughs) find out that as much as I'd like to know about that turtle, we're not going to put a tag on her. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, and we don't want to put any more, um, duress on her while she's out there and she's apparently a good nester like she laid a great nest and she was very thorough very thorough on covering (laughs) and protecting her young yes so she got some flipper tags and a microchip and we measured her she was a huge mama she was i think it was 113 centimeters long and that's straight length using carapace for a green she's a big girl yeah greens are bigger than loggerheads but she's she was a big green they have (laughs) tiny heads but they're bigger (laughs) their body size their head looks so little like a tick (laughs) <laughs> but but a lot cuter. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you have any like funny stories or anything of any encounters with these turtles? <laughs> well, on the nesting beach, we'll um, we will we were sitting with a turtle one time that um, was she was nesting and she we had done several of what we needed to do. We were waiting to her, for her to finish nesting, finish covering her nest to get to some other parts of her body and take some measurements. And all of a sudden we saw a turtle coming out of the water, right, right at us. <laughs> and usually the turtles see us and kind of like go around us or whatever, see objects. But this turtle just kept going and we were like, stay still, stay still, don't, don't move. move. Like we Nobody don't want to spook her. <laughs> and she just kept coming. So all of a sudden she yeah. almost went over um, the tagger's leg. And so she mo- moved her leg out of the way. And then she continued to just plow over the turtle that was nesting. Oh, man. <laughs> and, oh, rude. And was, <laughs> they were both, both surprised the heck out of each other. And <laughs> fortunately, the other one was pretty much done. But they, yeah, it was quite the, we were like, right, she's going to go. She's going to move. She's not gonna. Nope. Oh my gosh, she did! So did so. they scare each other off, or did one did that that one that plowed up just stay there and it's like, okay, I'm nesting. Now. They they spooked each other, <laughs> yeah. so they both headed off and out. Call that one plow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <sighs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And and speaking of thanks, thanks for uh, coming in and sharing all this information with us. No worries. Thanks we for appreciate it. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Is there anything we forgot to ask you? Um. Yeah, you know, so. turtles are reptiles. Tur- so yeah, that, turtles does that are mean reptiles. you're? Does that mean you're a herpetologist? Uh, well, 
I call I'm a, I would say I'm a marine biologist. I, I'm into turtles, but I'm into anything on the beach. No, well, I'm into anything on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I like the shorebirds. I like the turtles. I like them all. I'm still so. a marine biologist yeah. slash hard not to, herpetologist. Hard to not pick herpetologist. Just one. Yeah, hard yeah. to pick what. Yeah. I like the whole environment they live in when, okay. and all the little critters on their back. It's super well, cool. I'll, yeah, just, cool. I'll, just, I'll just call you Kristen. <laughs> well, thanks, Kristen, once again. And uh, to all of you uh, 2C fans at Moat, uh, tune in in two weeks for another episode. And, and if you're listening during uh, nesting season in southwest Florida, May through October, uh, be nice to those turtles. Check out our turtle-friendly tips on our website. Um, keep the beaches safe for those guys. And? I mean those girls. <laughs> yeah, if you see a guy, he's probably really confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he's a teeny tiny guy. Yeah, could be a teeny, <laughs> little tiny hatchling guy. baby. Yes. All right, well, we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you very much. Bye.